Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host, Chris Allen. How's everybody doing? Glad to be back. Sorry I'm up a day late. Uh, I had a lot of running around here yesterday, but I'm here today. I'm uploading on a Saturday. Do people listen to podcasts on Saturday? Do people upload podcasts on Saturday? I don't know. Doesn't matter. I got to do what I got to do to stay consistent. So here I am. Um, as usual, off the top, I want to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you guys for downloading tuning in, streaming, however you watch my podcast, I appreciate it. YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, I don't care. I appreciate it. So <clears throat> spread the word. Tell a friend, enemy, coworker. Tell somebody about the podcast. Tell somebody you hate, somebody you love, okay? If you take your kids to the mall to see Santa Claus, you tell your kids to tell Santa Claus, hey, man, you should check out Negro Please Radio. When you're, when you're dashing through the snow, when you're flying through the air, Santa, just just listen to the podcast. Listen to the pod, Santa. I wonder what podcast Santa Claus would listen to. You think he would be a, a Rogan fan? 85 South, Guys We Fucked, uh, Christian Podcast, True true Murder, True Crime, I mean. What, what do you think he would be? What would Santa Claus's favorite podcast be? No clue. Um... <laughs> Man, the lighting looks weird. Let me back up from this camera. There you go. I need to move this light. This looks, I look terrible. I don't know if you guys are going to hear my washing machine in the back washing shit, so I'm getting it done. But welcome back. Um, <clears throat> I hope everybody had a, I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I know I'm about a week and a half behind that, but I hope everybody enjoyed their family um, over this past holiday. If you're a Jewish friend of mine, happy Hanukkah. I don't know what y'all really do, but Seems cool. I don't. I don't know. That's what's weird. I don't know anything about other people's religions. And it's funny because, like, um, if I meet someone who didn't grow up Christian and they don't know about Christmas, I'm like, <laughs> it's just funny. I'm like, how do you not know about Christmas? Like, you grew up in America. Like, how do you not know any of these uh, Christian traditions? But I have to remember, a lot of people just don't go to church. They don't really care about religion. But it's it just, I don't, I guess I was so submerged in it my entire life that I'm like, how do people just not know? Uh, I, I, I probably, I, I think most people probably feel that way about their religion. It's just like, how do people not know what Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or uh, Eid or um, shit, Ramadan? Like, how do, how do you not know, man? I don't know. <clears throat> I have no idea. I've never been to a Jewish church or a temple I, or a synagogue. I would like to go just to see what it's like. I need to. I want to go. I want to go to all these different churches and places of worship just to see, just to see what it's like. I don't know. Just to kind of get a feeling of like what it would be like to. I don't know why. Like I have to put myself in a in a kid mind state. Like what I have, what I have hated this when I was twelve. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why I value my twelve year old opinion so much. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I think a lot of us, we do that. It's like, how did I feel about this when I was a kid? Like, that's my real emotion about whatever it is. This is just a weird, weird thing. But anyway, I digress. A um, few things to talk about this week. Let me just go ahead and get on get on uh, going. My milestone. For those who don't know, we have a nine-year-old son. His name is Miles. And I like to talk about the different things that he's going through. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Up, down, whatever. Um not much going on other than the fact that he told me that um, yesterday that he's feeling comfortable in school. He's glad to be back. 
And uh, I mean, he's really starting to open up and, and talk a lot more. You know, he's just been so bottled up and and, and um, very limited how he's how he he expresses himself to us. More so with his mom. Um, you know, she's always like, "Well, he told me this about his day. He he feels this way about this, that, and the third. But him and I, we don't really have those conversations. Uh, but it's starting to happen more often, which I really appreciate. You know, my biggest fear is is not having a relationship with him when he's older or estranged or weird. I mean, as much as I love my dad, we don't even fucking talk, man. He just he just doesn't say anything, and uh, it sucks. But um, looking back, I'm pretty sure I had a big hand in that with the way I would act as a, as a kid. Um, I don't know. So I'm, I'm just trying to change that. I, I've apologized to my dad for being an asshole kid. And he was just, he wasn't hearing it. You know, you're a kid, you're a kid. But it's just like, if I was being an asshole, man, it could be hurtful. You know, not wanting to listen and all that kind of stuff. It can, uh, it can take a toll on you. But um he just um he he's really starting to come out of his shell. He's starting to talk a lot more about different things, how he feels about stuff. Um and just he's want I can tell he wants more responsibility. Now he still struggles with some stuff from time to time. Um, but I can just tell he the the independence is really starting to surge. He just doesn't really want help from anybody. Um which is cool, but at the same time, it's like, buddy, we're here to help you, man. There's nothing wrong with getting help. Even when it comes to, like, building his video games, he just refuses to watch a tutorial. He just he just goes, now, I'll just figure it out. And I'm like, buddy, some of this stuff, is you, you just can't figure it out. You, you need some starting point. You need to have someone at least show you how to get started to have a baseline. And um, I've learned to, like, just leave it alone. And sure enough, a couple of days ago, he was like, hey, you know what? I, I finally told myself it was okay to uh, use a tutorial. And he started building these these really elaborate levels on this game, Geometry Dash. You know, it, it's been a, a fun journey watching him from day one build these little... Uh, if you don't, the Geometry Dash is like a... Um, it's hard to explain. It's just a simple game where you have this icon and you build these obstacles for this icon to jump across or um, zigzag through, and you can build these really elaborate levels. Things move really fast. You can have um, pieces come up the bottom of the screen, come up the top of the screen. It's uh, it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty simple game, but uh, I didn't know it had such a huge fan base. <laughs> it's just shapes, but there are grown men who fucking love this game. He watches them play it and shit, but just watching him build these super simple levels to now these more complex uh his shapes have these 3d effects to them there's stuff going on in the background he can he can make the screen like um he can make it uh what the fuck, what's the word i'm looking for it flashing lights and just all the stuff going on in the background moving parts it's just really cool to see just in a matter, matter of a couple of years just the, the growth and i will say he he does learn a lot by himself but when he starts to use the tutorials and all that kind of stuff, just watching the grow, it's exponential. And I just really want him to know getting help is okay. It's okay to get help. And I have to tell myself that. That's what I'm really realizing about just being a parent to Miles. It's like I'm getting I'm almost getting a chance that um, raising myself, but also helping myself now, if that makes sense. 
It's just like all the stuff that I needed to hear as a kid, I'm trying to do. And things that I still need to hear today because him and I struggle with the anxiety and doubting ourselves and fear and hesitation and the fear of failure and wanting to be perfect. Like right now, I'll, 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 I'll tell you this. Y'all know I recorded my crowd work special. My man Glenn finally emailed me the file, but it is so hard for me to just open that email and just watch this video. I cannot do it. I have so much fear and anxiety and I, I can't, and I, 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 it's hard to do, you know, cause I'm always trying to push miles cause I, I downloaded OBS for his computer. I go, Hey man, you always said you wanted to make YouTube videos. Let me show you how to record yourself. You don't have to put yourself on camera, but this is no wait. I, I, it's okay, dad. It's okay. Uh, maybe later, maybe later. And then, and that's just how I am. I get these ideas. I, 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 I do them. You know, I execute them to a degree. Then it's just like, all right, that's that's far enough because one, I don't want to finish it. I don't want to have to review it. I don't want to have to critique it. And he does the same thing. And I get on him about that. And it turn I need to be doing. I need to get on myself about doing the same thing he he does. I can encourage him to complete a project. I can encourage him to review something, and I tell him, hey man, just going through it will only make you better. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll appreciate it in the end. And I'd have to tell my same, tell myself the same when it comes to my own projects. Hey, you got through the album. It was very scary for you to, for the, to do the album, to listen to it. But eventually I got used to it. I got through it. And, uh, you know, I was proud of what I made. And uh, I'm just so afraid of things that I'm making suck. That I, I, it just, it gives me pause and, and it makes me hesitate on, on uh, like reviewing stuff, um, editing things, just even listening to old sets. It's just scary, man. I, I gotta, I gotta get over it. It's, and again, I can teach him all this stuff all day, every day. I can motivate him every day, all day. But for some reason, I just can't apply this information to myself. Um, this is, I did not even mean to really talk about any of this stuff. It, it just kind of just, just came out, but man, <clears throat> I don't know, man. I've I just been in a weird place lately. I, I just feel like um, my wife and I, we watched this um, this uh, couple episodes of this series called Trial by uh, Media. And um, I'm pretty sure you guys are all aware. Like, I want to say it was like 94. I really wasn't paying 100% attention. It was in the 90s when Jenny Jones was big and, and she had an episode where she brought a guy on she brought a guy on uh, on a crush show, and he wasn't sure if the crush was going to be a man or a woman. He comes on the show, a friend of his who's gay was like, hey, I got a crush on you. And he's like, oh, cool, man, but I'm but I'm straight. And Jenny Jones replayed some fantasy thing that the guy was saying that he would like to do with this guy, you know, put him in a hammock and tie him up and champagne and whipped cream and all this kind of stuff. And looking back, um. Pretty innocuous stuff in today's society, but you're talking in the 90s. Um, I mean, just watching the clips of these videos, it, it's just, it's unbelievable the shit that we used to have on TV, man. It's just like, just outing people. I mean, you had uh, transvestites and trans people just, uh, I mean, just almost in, in some cases, just degrading themselves for uh, daytime TV entertainment. And you know what I noticed too? 
people always talk about how like back in the day everything was so much better the quality of this and that and people talk shit about social media and tiktok and all this stuff about how Oh, people just want to see fights and people want to see this and that. There's no quality. There's no substance. And the thing is, I forgot about all these trash ass shows that ran TV for years. I mean, oh, well over a decade. Jenny Jones, right? Um, Jerry Springer, Geraldo. Um, what was her name? Ricky Lake, Richard Bay. Um, just, I mean, just a plethora of other shows where it was just people fighting on TV. Uh, you know, I slept with my dad's brother, you know, me and my mom have a relationship. Uh, I fucked my twins, you know, dad, just, 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 this weird shit. My twin brothers, I don't know, fucking, I fucked my twin brother's wife, shit like that. And I mean, they would just find these. Hey, let's put a uh, KKK person up here with a, with the Nation of Islam. <laughs> it was just a shit show. It's just just grifting and just taking advantage of people. And it's just like not, nothing's changed. We aren't worse. It, it, this is this has always been. It's just now everybody can be their own individual. Jenny Jones, Jerry Springer. That's that's really what this shit is, man. Especially in the comedy world, when you look at like the most popular podcast, that's 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 all. It's a fucking. It's all sideshows. It's all sideshow shit, man. And uh, I don't. I just don't know where I fit in sometimes because it's like I feel like I talk about interesting shit, but at the same time, it's like I don't. I'm not doing all this silly over the top. Hey, this. I'm not having all these weird people on my podcast. Or trying to entertain uh, just insane conspiracy theories like the QAnon, I, QAnon shit. I, I don't know, man. But I, I say all that to say, like, Jenny Jones started off, just, she wanted to be Oprah. You know? And just, just trying to have these serious talks about real stuff. And then she realized, like, you know what? This ain't really fucking getting me anywhere. And I, sometimes I feel like that with my podcast. And she's like, this ain't really getting me anywhere man it's just like if i want this to be big i need to be talking about fucking Gislaine maxwell and and pedophiles and and the fucking bilderberg group and 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 the illuminati and all this fucking bullshit but that's not really (laughs) i don't know man it's not really me but man this has been a weird episode i've really digressed into a lot of shit that just kind of popped up into my mind um but what i did want to talk about uh, and we've all, it's been a well over a week now. Like, like I said, uh, uh, I'm a little late on some of this stuff, but uh, I can't lie. I've a couple, a few weeks ago, I was in a great place, probably one of the best places mentally I had been in a in a, in a long time, well over a decade, I, I believe. I said before, um, and then I just got overtaken with all this anxiety, and and it's just, I just, it was just something bothering me, and I think I realized it was a Maude Arbery case. It was. I recorded that last podcast, I want to say the day before the, the verdict came out. And uh, I, I think that's what it was. Because I, I tried to avoid watching it. But then, you know, you would see news clips and you would just hear the ridiculous shit that was going on. Like the Black Pastors thing. I was like, what the fuck are they doing in this in this court case? So I started to watch it, especially when they put uh, the one the guy who killed him on the stand. 
and just listening to this fucking guy ramble and just make shit up and try to use all this cop speak and all these technical um I don't even I don't even know what the right right word is, but just to just law enforcement jargon to make himself seem official, talking all this shit about how he was training the Coast Guard to do all this kind of stuff. And here's the here's the problem. This is this is what a lot of this shit boils down to. And I just I really and I know I have white friends and listeners and listen, listen, white people, black people or no one for that matter has to stop and talk to you about anything. Unless you're a security guard or you're working in some official capacity, no one has to stop and talk to you. No one owes you anything. I get it. You live in a, a private building or a gated community. You see somebody, you know, call the fucking police. Unless you really see that person doing something, it is not your fucking job to stop people and question them about shit, especially if they're not fucking with your property. That is something that a lot of y'all need to fucking understand. This ain't fucking the 1800s. I don't have, no one has to show you their freedom papers. No one owes you anything. No one has to talk to you. This whole thing, well, if he would have just stopped and talked to me, none of this would have happened. You're not a fucking cop. I, and, and the thing is, I work with quite a few military dudes in my career. And and I'll be honest, there's a lot of people in this in the gun commun- community, they fantasize about being the good guy with the gun. They fantasize about taking someone's life within the confines of the law. It's just this weird thing of like just want there's people they just want to kill somebody legally for some reason. It's just they get off on that shit. And it's guys like this. I'm not even gonna call these motherfuckers racist or anything like that, but it's just like they have this this cop fantasy, this this we we stopped a bad guy thing. It, it's just like I get it. You want your neighborhood to be safe and all that kind of stuff, but you take too shit shit too far, and it gets out of hand, and then you want to play the victim. That's what bothers people. It's just like you start these situations. It gets out of hand. You kill somebody. And it's just like, hey, it's really not my fault. If they just would have showed me this, you're not owed anything from anybody. If you're scared or worried, call the fucking police. Stop trying to take shit into your own fucking hands. Stop it. And it and it, it, it scared me, you know? It really did because they really, they were grasping at straws. I watched that defense. They were grasping at straws, talking about my man's feet and, and just, just, just trying to dog whistle any type of fucking racist feelings out of people to go, yeah, you know what? They Maybe they were scared. Maybe, yeah, they did. The, no. Stop that shit. And I'm not even going to give this jury any credit at all. And people were doing that. They did the right thing. These people need to be, they don't need to be applauded. You don't applaud motherfuckers for doing the right fucking thing. All right. You had no choice but to convict these motherfuckers. If you just sat here and listened to that case, you would go, man, these guys hunted this man down for no fucking reason at all. They hadn't seen him do anything. Everything they had heard about him or what was going on was all third person, third party hearsay shit. And they see a black body running down their street and they go, that's the guy. Even in the video from the day that he killed him, 
the guy Roddy goes, should we have been chasing him? I don't know, but if he wouldn't have ran, this wouldn't have happened. They chased that man back and forth for five minutes and then corner him and then go, well, he ran at me. You cornered him. But people still, this is wild. The, the, the people still feel bad for these guys. Oh, they made a mistake. Well, guess what? You people make mistakes, they go to jail. And I can't lie, I watched that I watched the verdict several times. Nothing made me happier than watching all those dudes just watching the blood drain out of their faces as they were read those guilty pleas. It made me feel so good to to, to finally get something for. I mean, the, the decades of this shit happening. Thank God people are recording shit now. Thank God. Thank fucking God. It made me feel so good to see all those dudes read those guilty verdicts over and over and over again. They knew day one that they, they fucked up. But they also knew they had the complexion for the protection. That's why they do that shit, because deep down inside, they know and feel like they can get away with it. No one was handcuffed. This, the, the guy, he literally had blood and shit all over his hands. There's a dead body in the street, and they never took him in. Are you fucking kidding me? Just took it, yeah, took their word for it. And I'm also glad that the, 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 uh, the person who worked in the DA's office or something like that, the, the woman who initially saw this case and was like, nah, just let this go. She's under indictment. She's been charged. Good. The fact that they really felt like for a few months they got away with just literally hunting somebody down in their neighborhood. Feeling like they're a fucking hero. People patting them on their back. And it turns out all three of these dudes are all pieces of shit. I'm glad to see they finally, these people got what they fucking deserved. Completely uncalled for. You know, in that case, they just want to question this man's whereabouts. And this leads me to the one topic, I, the first topic I really want to talk about. Uh, about a week or so ago, LeBron James got uh, two people ejected from a game. Got him kicked out. And people are, people are like, oh, LeBron's a piece of shit. He's a, he's a pussy. He can't handle it. Turns out they were wish, wishing death on his child. And even then, people are like, well, they paid for the seats. Paying for the seats does not give you the right to just talk to people any kind of fucking way you want to. That's a, another problem. People think, oh, I paid $5,000 or $20,000 or $30,000 to sit in these front row seats to watch the Lakers play somebody or whatever. It doesn't give you the right to say whatever the fuck you want to say. It does not. I said we proposed this. If you really feel that way, if you really feel like you should be able to say whatever you want to say, if you sit in that front row, you should sign a waiver. Hey, I can say what I want to say, but whatever happens is on me. I cannot sue anybody. I cannot press charges. Whatever happens, happens. And all the players know that. Hey, they call you this. They call you that. They say some shit about your family. You have all the right to rear back and punch that motherfucker right in the mouth. And there's nothing they can say or do about it. Y'all, all y'all can do, y'all can shoot the fair one. But when it's all said and done, all parties walk away. No charges can be pressed. And let's see how much shit talking there would be then. Let's let's see how much shit talking there would be at that level. Probably not many. 
if any at all, because most people aren't going to talk shit to somebody that is fucking six foot eight, 270 pounds. A professional, you're not going to do it. You don't talk that shit, that much shit at a, at a grocery store. Just a regular dude. That's the thing. People really just feel super protected. They feel like they can just say anything to people. And that's not the case. They, they, they try to make that man feel like he's a pussy or a snitch because he got somebody kicked out. Now, if he were, would have retaliated like Vernon Maxwell did years ago when he lost his daughter and somebody was like, yeah, I'm glad your daughter's dead. And he went up there and whooped their ass. I think that is very justified. I mean, to tell somebody you hope their kid dies in a, in a, in a, in a car crash is fucking horrific, especially after one of his best friends and mentors died and lost a child in a helicopter crash. That's just not cool. It's just not cool. And they, they want people like they want us to be okay with that level of disrespect. Hey man, he paid for the seats. Now fuck that. Cause if LeBron James would have lost his shit, and slap the shit out of both of those people, he will be banned from the league and ostracized forever. People need to learn. You Sometimes it's best to just keep your fucking mouth shut. That's all I can say. I was going to say something else, but that's it. Sometimes it's best to keep your fucking mouth shut. That's where a lot of us get in trouble. I mean, I've done it. We've all done it with the social media. We tweet shit. We we say all type of shit. We talk too much sometimes. I get it. We have free speech. But guess what? Have you guys not ever had a, a parent or a grandparent tell you some wise shit? Like, you don't always have to give your opinion. You don't always have to say shit about something. You don't. But we love the camera. We all want to be popular. We all people. Everybody wants to be famous. And everybody's fucking talking and running their mouth. And eventually, guess what? You say some dumb shit. You say some dumb shit. I, I, I just hate this. I hate this thing of like they want black people and people of color to be okay with disrespect. They want to be to be okay with it. You think Tom Brady gonna put up with that shit? Your, your average conservative white guy does not put up with any disrespect when it comes to white people, white men, uh, white Merrick, uh, our far our forefather, none of that shit. Kneeling during the anthem, they don't put up with any of it. They voice how they feel. So why can't everybody else do the same? Hey, you know what? You tell me to fucking uh, my, you want my son to die, man. Get the fuck up out of here. I'm not going. No one has to sit there and listen to that shit. They wouldn't. Why should we? That's not a sign of weakness. Kicking people out. They did them a fucking favor. Did them a fucking favor, man. Um, this has been a way longer podcast than I anticipated. Uh, just uh, one of those days, shit just comes out. But um, last night, man, I went to uh, no the night before last. I was in DC. It's been a while since I've been up there to do sp spots. Uh, I've obviously been up and, and done a weekend, but just running around doing a couple of spots. Uh, it was I had a lot of fun. I did Reliable Tavern, Tavern, and Town Tavern in Adams Morgan. And I where where the fuck is um. I want to say the Reliable Tavern is close to Howard University. I don't know what I don't know what area of DC that is. Uh, reliable. I'm gonna look it up real quick and then get out of here. Reliable 
Tavern. Let's see. It's in Parkview near Petworth. Okay, Columbia Heights, Pleasant Plains. Okay, that area. But um, yeah, man, I, I just it it was fun, man. It's just DC has so many nice bars and uh, little cool spots. They have a, either an upstairs or a downstairs little basement area. Uh, Reliable was fun. They were a little weird. I, I tried a bunch of new stuff. A couple things hit. Um, it was nice to see some of my friends again. Uh, some people I hadn't seen in person in, in quite a while. So yeah, I did Reliable. Um, had a fun time up time over there. Ran over to. Uh, Town Tavern, which is ran by my man Jack uh, Coleman. Packed room. It was like 115 people in there. Uh, standing room only. I got to close it out. I uh, did 10 minutes. A bunch of my newer stuff is is, uh, is doing well. I got a couple where I'm like, okay, these are actually getting some big laughs. And I got a couple that I'm I'm still trying to work out a few, uh, tag, not tags, but some, some mini punches in the middle. Or just trying to figure out the structure of it and and and, and just kind of rework them, but uh, it, it it feels good to to go up there and not really have a whole lot. I'm really just trying not to do any of my old shit, um, and choosing to. And I'm not trying to say I'm the best comic in the world, but going up and choosing to struggle, uh, there's there's somewhat of a piece in it, knowing like you know what I could be doing a lot better if I went to some of my old A material, but I'm going to stick this shit out. I know it's a little awkward. I know it's a little weird. It didn't really hit, but fuck it. This is this is where I'm getting better. This is where I, this is where I'm making my strides. It's sitting in the in the pocket in these weird fucking sets where I don't know where I'm going with this bit or I forget it midway through. But these are the these are the sets and the times that really um set you apart that really that really just fucking sharpen your teeth, man. Sharpen your claws. What did I say? Sharpening your teeth? What the fuck am I talking about? Was a sound like somebody off Sopranos or some shit? These fucking malaprops. But really sharpening your skills. I'm having fun. Uh, I stayed at my boy Alex's house. Man, we had a, we had a great time. Man, watched some TV, smoked a little bit, and I ate some great. I've been on this Mediterranean food kick lately, man. So good, so fucking good. I love DC. That's all I can say is I fucking love DC. All right, just the leaves are turning, all those old brownstones. It's just, it's just a beautiful city, man. I love it. I wish I could live there, um, but that's all I got this week, folks. Um, there's a show. That's the show. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chris Allen Comedy A L A N. Uh, December fifteenth, Winston and I are doing the host battle showcase show at the DC Drop. Uh, sorry, DC Comedy Loft. And DuPont Circle. We're also we'll also be doing um host battle here in Charlottesville December 20. Let me look at the calendar before I say some dumb shit. The 21st. That's gonna be fun. And I'm also doing uh, a show with my boys from the barbershop December 22nd. Um, I'm gonna have all my boys there, Bear, RC, Ray, um, Cutter. Maybe we'll pop in um, and we're going to have a couple more panelists and we're just going to talk about relationships, sex, money, current events. We're going to have people asking relationship questions. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you ever seen like a 85 South uh, podcast, kind of that kind of format, um, 
just kind of four or five people sitting on the couch and just talking about different things. It's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. I'm excited. I'm finally bringing the shop to the stage. If you ever want to see what it was like in a black barbershop, come to the show at the Southern, okay? December 22nd, 8 o'clock, $10. It's going to be fun. You can ask us anything you want. We're going to be talking about it all. Marriages, being single, um, just sex, all of it. It's going to be fun. All the shit we talk about in the shop, we're going to talk about all that shit on stage. It's going to be so much fun. And also to have like the, the female counterpart to uh, let us know when we saying dumb shit or getting a little too crazy. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. Um, I'm super excited. Uh, again, December 22nd, that's going down. I don't even really have a name for the show other than like Chris Allen and friends. It's going to be fun. So December 15th, host battle at DC Comedy Loft. December 22nd, I got the uh, the Barbershop Boys at the Southern here in Charlottesville. And then January 21st, host battle again in, in Charlottesville at the Southern. All right. So be on the lookout for more about the uh, host battle in, in January. we got to get a lineup, but it's going to be fun. I'm excited. And hopefully we can bring a lot more comedy to Charlottesville. I got some ideas. We're supposed to, I'm supposed to be working with Cypher Sounds and getting some uh, New York comics down here on a regular basis. So that will be dope for everyone involved. So there's a show. That's a show. You guys have a great weekend. I am out. Peace. <laughs>